listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's updated episode, we are talking compliance again. This time around, though, we're focusing on how to host a Medicare sales event while staying compliant with the Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements and COVID-19 regulations. Rules for Hosting a Compliant Medicare Sales Event, written by Roxanne Anderson. Are you considering holding a marketing event to get the attention of more Medicare clients? Great idea. Just remember, you'll need to follow CMS rules for hosting sales events. We've got a streamlined version of the Medicare Advantage and Part D communications requirements to walk through today. Also new for this AEP, some carriers are now requiring proof of COVID vaccination for hosting a carrier-sponsored event. Due to ongoing COVID-19 regulations, Ritter strongly encourages agents to conduct sales events virtually. For more information on your state's guidelines and how your sales may be affected, check out your state's Department of Insurance website. Now, on to Medicare sales events. We'll start at the best place to start, and that is the beginning, with establishing your event. First and foremost, you need to determine which type of marketing event you would like to hold. There are two types of sales events, formal and informal. Here's what sets them apart. At a formal sales event, you present plan-specific information to an audience of individuals who have been invited to the occasion. An informal sales event occurs when you offer plan info upon request only, while at a table, booth, kiosk, or RV. After you've determined the type of sales event you're holding, you should decide on the when and the where. Medicare sales events must be registered with the proper parties. You may hold them in a public setting, but it must be a public setting where individuals do not receive healthcare services. This means you may carry out sales activities in common areas of healthcare settings, including common entryways, vestibules, waiting rooms, hospital or nursing home cafeterias, and community, recreational, or conference rooms. But you cannot carry out sales activities in exam or hospital patient rooms, treatment areas where patients interact with their provider or provider's team, and pharmacy counter areas where patients interact with pharmacy providers and obtain medications. Also, avoid hosting sales activities at health fairs or expos where health screenings are being provided to avoid the risk of being perceived as engaging in cherry-picking. What is cherry-picking? According to CMS, it's selecting only the healthiest segment of the enrollment population, and that is discrimination. You cannot target beneficiaries in such a way that only healthy potential enrollees are likely to access meetings and materials. To meet these fundamental requirements and give yourself a fair shot at success, be sure to schedule your event far enough in advance to reserve a suitable space and let everyone know about it. Earlier, we mentioned registering your event. If you're hosting a sales event, 
How you register that sales event depends on the carrier. I say depends because exact reporting deadlines and requirements vary from carrier to carrier. Carriers are also responsible for maintaining accurate records of all their agents' educational events, informal sales events, and formal sales events. The earlier you submit your events to carriers, the sooner you'll be able to start advertising them. Getting to know those carrier reporting requirements is important. Not registering an event in time with one of them will force you to reschedule it. Furthermore, if you fail to register an event with a carrier, you could lose out on sales commission and have your contract revoked. And remember, any event not advertised as educational can be viewed as a marketing event and should be registered as such. Once you register your event, it's time to move on to the next step in the process, and that is marketing your Medicare sales event. Sure, just putting out a flyer with your sales seminar or workshop's information on it may seem nice and easy, but it's unacceptable. Even when it comes to marketing your sales event, you must adhere to certain CMS regulations. When creating ads or invites, you cannot require potential attendees to provide contact information to RSVP for the event. While you may plan to educate attendees on Medicare programs during your presentation, you cannot say your event is educational. You should disclose the products you plan on reviewing. Additionally, you must include the following disclaimer on all advertisements and invitations for your event. For accommodation of persons with special needs at sales meetings, call, then insert the phone and TTY number. You can promote your gathering online, via direct mailers and flyers, or through other forms of media. However, if you cancel the event at least two days in advance, it's good practice to notify potential attendees via the same advertising channels you used to promote the event. That brings us to the meat and potatoes, the topic everyone has been waiting for, giving your presentation. Sales events allow agents like you to try to direct potential enrollees or current members toward a plan or set of plans. Many marketing and lead-generating activities are allowed, but there are rules regarding the information you can collect. We'll start out with what you can do at a Medicare sales event. At informal sales events, you should let beneficiaries approach you first. Formal sales events are a little different because beneficiaries have already shown interest and they've been invited. Sign-in sheets can be used at Medicare sales events but it must be clearly indicated that they are optional. Before you start the presentation, name all products and plan types you will cover. Be sure to use talking points that have been approved by the carriers and CMS. Feel free to distribute giveaways with your contact information on it, as well as promotional items that include plan name, logo, toll-free number, or a carrier website, just be sure that those items comply with CMS's nominal gifts ordinances. You can also provide refreshments or light snacks like coffee, soda, fruit, or crackers. But again, you must comply with CMS nominal gift ordinances. 
at your Medicare sales event, you are allowed to hand out objectional educational materials on Medicare Advantage, Part D prescription drug plans, and other Medicare programs. Additionally, you can distribute star ratings information, the summary of benefits, the pre-enrollment checklist, and the multi-language insert with any enrollment information. You can even collect lead cards, business reply cards, and enrollment applications. Feel free to give out your business card to any attendee during a sales event and to arrange follow-up appointments. After your sales event, you can call the attendees of the event if they gave express permission at the event for a follow-up call. Just remember, you must have documented permission to contact, or PTC. Okay, so what is not allowed during sales events? You can't offer health screenings or similar activities that could seem like or be used for cherry picking, which we mentioned earlier. You cannot require attendees to use a sign-in sheet. You are not allowed to compare one carrier's plan to another carrier's plan by name without getting written consent from all carriers involved in the comparison or without having studies or statistical data to back up those comparisons. The comparisons you make must be factually based and cannot be misleading. Do not discuss or cross-sell non-healthcare related products like annuities or life insurance at a Medicare sales event. Save those for a separate meeting. While holding your sales event, remember that CMS prohibits the use of absolutes or qualified superlatives, like calling a plan the best or one of the best. Holding a giveaway during your sales event is a great way to engage your attendees. Just make sure you only use the contact information obtained to let an attendee know if they won a giveaway. And while we're talking about giveaways, remember that you can't give away cash or other monetary rebates at a Medicare sales event, and you must follow CMS nominal gift ordinances. Additionally, you can't offer or subsidize a meal or a combination of foods and beverages that could make it seem like you're offering meals. And remember, you can't require attendees to fill out a scope of appointment form or enrollment forms, and you cannot collect enrollment applications unless the enrollee has a valid election. Now, life rarely goes as planned, and that certainly applies to business, so let's talk cancellations. Sometimes you may have to cancel your sales event, and that's okay. But there are best practices to keep in mind. While the Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements don't require you to submit sales event cancellations in HPMS, you should follow these best practices and any policies set forth by your carriers. If you cancel the event within 48 hours of its originally scheduled date and time for any reason, including zero attendance, make sure you submit the event cancellation to all carriers involved or your upline and let the venue know about the cancellation. Be present or have a plan representative present on site at the original start time to let potential attendees know about the cancellation and provide them with plan information, unless the cancellation is due to inclement weather. 
you should remain or have the plan representative remain on site at least 15 minutes after the original start time. If you cancel the event at least 48 hours in advance of its originally scheduled date and time, you should also submit the event cancellation to all carriers involved or your upline, as well as let the venue know about your cancellation. Tell potential attendees about the canceled event the same way you let them know about it in the first place. If you can't do that, you must provide proof substantiating that to all carriers involved. Why is it so important to stay compliant? We covered a lot of the reasons previously in the do's and don'ts of Medicare compliance and when we talked about the rules for hosting a compliant Medicare educational event, and we will have links to both of those episodes in the notes just in case you missed them. The reasons we previously covered in those episodes fit here as well. Also, don't forget, during your sales event, you may unknowingly speak with a secret shopper. Yes, they shop Medicare sales events too. But by treating all attendees with respect and following the rules, you can ensure a secret shopper will only have good things to report. Conducting a compliant Medicare sales event might seem intimidating, but don't let that stop you from adding them to your list of strategies to grow your insurance business. And remember, here at Ritter Insurance Marketing, we're always here to help with any questions, so there's really nothing to fear. We mentioned a couple episodes in this installment. We will be linking to those in the notes for this episode. I would definitely recommend going back and listening to those other compliance episodes just to make sure you've got the rules down. A great way to stay as up-to-date as possible on all things compliance and CMS-related is by subscribing to our podcast. It is completely free to do that. All you have to do is click on that subscribe or follow button in the app you're listening on right now. It's as easy as that. And you can set up notifications if you like them. Personally, I like getting notifications for new episodes, especially when I'm waiting for that next episode to drop. So please, click that subscribe or follow button. It lets us know that you love episodes like this one and that you enjoy what we're doing here on the ASG podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this installment, and thanks for your support. We will see you next episode. Thank you.